Welcome to the Prometheus Strength Podcast. This is your host, Zach Powell. This is the podcast for thinking weightlifters. So in today's episode, I wanted to do, kind of discuss how I got into weightlifting and why I really do love and want to contribute to the sport so much. So I guess it really, uh, really makes sense to go all the way back into how I even discovered weights in general and go from there. So when I was five years old, my dad did his first bodybuilding show. And, you know, I grew up in a household where, you know, he put a lot of effort and a lot of energy and attention into lifting weights. And he would spend hours at the gym. And he was very much an old, you know, bodybuilding, lifting in the early 2000s. Um, well, I guess that would have been 98. So, you know, late 90s style where, you know, you're really pushing yourself. Um, it's a lifestyle. He was eating a lot of, you know, chicken and broccoli and in the standard, you know, what we think of as a bro. Um, but 90s bro, not today's bro. And, um, you know, I, I've really grown up around like the, the act of lifting weights. And before uh, they really had like a child area in gyms, my dad would just bring my brother and I to the gym and we'd have to sit in the waiting area for the hour and a half to two hours he would spend in the gym. And, um, you know, we would basically just sit there and watch and I'd be reading or doing homework or, or something. And, and, you know, that really began this growing up in an environment where it was valued to lift weights, but I don't think I really understood that at the time. I really hated being in the gym because I couldn't do anything. I was just sitting there either reading, like I said, doing homework, and, you know, my dad's over there talking or lifting weights, and it really wasn't a pleasurable experience. Um, you know, I think people see me now and they think that I've always enjoyed it, but that really isn't the case because when you're a kid, why would you want to be sitting like around doing nothing? And, and he did bodybuilding shows for pretty much a decade after that. And so a lot of my formative years were spent in the gym, not actually lifting weights, but just being around it. And so I think I have a little bit, I or had a little bit of a resentment towards that. That was what your, what my dad wanted to do. So you know, I didn't want to do it because I wanted to rebel against my parents. And, um, you know, th that ties into, I played sports. So I was in wrestling and football. Um, wrestling, not until I was in high school, but I played football all the way up until my junior year of high school. And uh, obviously a lot of people did lift weights because of that, but I, I didn't want to. Um, and I, I looking back, I think a big part of that was because that was my, what my dad did, or, you know, that was something that I didn't have a good experience being in the gym. So it didn't resonate that it would probably improve my performance or really help me in those sports. So although I was active, it was more of a requirement to be active. So a rule that my parents had was that we had to play sports no matter what they wanted us to be active. So we had to do something. It wasn't because I thoroughly enjoyed movement or I was all that excited about participating in a sport. If anything, I don't think I would have because, you know, during summer breaks when there weren't any sports going on, I certainly didn't want to 
do anything. I, I was a bookworm and I played video games and I really didn't want to be active. And I think that's that was a big part of my childhood was being forced into activity. And like I wasn't very good at the sports that I, I competed in either. Um, you know, baseball, I was atrocious. Uh, football, I was mediocre at best. And wrestling, I, I just couldn't pull it together on the mat. Did I like being an athlete or the idea of being an athlete? Sure. But the act of participating in those sports was a whole different story. I really didn't enjoy them. And I think that's huge because that's a big disconnect from where I am now. But growing up, sports were just, you know, something else entirely. I really didn't enjoy it. And when I was in high school, I actually had a pretty formative experience. Um, because my dad was a bodybuilder and he was fairly young, he's only 20 years older than I am. So 15, he was 35. Um, you know, a girl in high school said, your dad's so hot. What happened to you? And, you know, being a, a young male, that really affected me. So, like, that stuck with me. That made me want to, you know, do something about it, right? I see the attention my dad gets for his physical stature, and I was in sports, and there were people who did well for their, you know, physicality, and, and that really sparked something in me. So, um, my senior year, I gave up sports, and I, um, I, I decided to train and eat like a bodybuilder, just like my dad. So I took on the ground turkey and ground, you know, chicken and tilapia lifestyle. And I ended up losing more weight than even when I was a wrestler, even though one was unhealthy. And I started lifting weights. I was active. And I got really, really, really full of myself. It was probably a terrible, terrible experience for myself and all of my friends involved. Um, because there's nothing worse than you know, an 18-year-old kid, 17-year-old kid getting attention for changing the way he looks, being, you know, somewhat overweight to now striving for, uh, for abs. It was, it was just, looking back, probably terrible to um, foster in oneself, especially in high school. But I did it, and, and it gave me a lot of gratification, and it really made me focus on what others thought of my appearance because I was getting a ton of uh, gratification from from that experience. And the first time dieting, it was very strict. I had a, a couple of friends who were doing it with me who probably didn't have the same support system that I did. But I really learned how to dig deep while going to school and being young and, and giving up a lot of the things that I wanted to do with my friends and really put effort into being physical. So that was the first time lifting weights was a positive experience for me. But what happened, because I was doing it in such an unhealthy way, was I was doing it for the external external gratification, and that didn't end in high school. So it was short-lived because it wasn't sustainable. I wasn't eating in a way that um, I could last long. So the lifting part was great, but to me it was an all-or-nothing mentality. And that's actually a problem that I have, is, is just being an all-or-nothing um, kind of person. And when, when it ended, you know, three, four months later, when I was like, oh, I can't wait for this big cheat day, I'm going to be done, I never got back on. So it would just be a series of me 
resenting the gym again. It was just me resenting dieting again. Um, so I gained all of the weight that I lost before. Um, wasn't lifting any weights because I had to give up my friends and and it was just a, a negative association with the gym, even though I got a lot of positive gratification from it before, I couldn't have, you know, time for friends and everything. I didn't lear learn how to incorporate it into my life and really be, um, you know, enjoy those things because my, my process was if I get um, validation from the outside, then that's what I would do. And obviously I wasn't thinking like this as a kid, but you know, hindsight, I could see that that's really what, what was driving me at the time. So if it was people wanting to hang out, I would hang out. If it was wanting to look good, then I would, you know, set those times aside, but I, or, you know, go lift and start dieting again. But the problem with that, once again, is it's not sustainable. It's a loop because then you feel, or I felt guilty for not looking good or then not hanging out with friends. And it was just, really rough and that led to me going to college and I pledged a fraternity my freshman year and I gained 25 pounds during the process because I would just eat and gorge myself at Purdue and um, anybody that's gone there or if you've ever visited their dining hall situation is amazing like they have such great food like the food tastes so good you can literally eat like anything you can think of desserts all the time and I ended up like gaining so much weight in a short period of time that I got stretch marks on my sides I really overdid it I didn't lift any weights and it just you know it, it was a recipe of, for disaster like I I had swung back to you know my younger self where I resented the gym I didn't want to go into the gym I didn't really enjoy it and that drove me drove me to do more unhealthy behaviors rather than healthy behaviors my second semester, I went back, I, I lost a ton of weight, um, you know, a little more sustainable this time. I wasn't trying to, you know, really do it to, you know, be so much better than others, but I really wasn't there yet. I hadn't even learned what flexible dieting was yet, and I, I was lifting, going to school, spending a lot of time in the gym, probably more time than I should have been, um, in my time would have been better studying, and and doing other activities, but I, I was pushing people away. So I was walking this line again where I was, you know, just doing it for the validation. Um, fast forward two years, and that came to a head where I did a bodybuilding show. And I did poorly. I didn't do very well, even though, like, I was getting a ton of recognition for being extremely lean. I messed up a peak, and it I just didn't show well on the day of the show. And and that sucked, but that's okay. It's a first show. Looking back, I probably would have told anyone, like, hey, it's your first competition. Why are you expecting to be great? Um, but it, I know why I did the show. It was, my dad was a bodybuilder. He got this recognition. I always wanted to do it because I looked up to my dad. But this thing that he was so good at, um, I forgot to mention, my dad had won Best Poser at, I think, like 90% of the shows that he did. Um, he won his first show. My dad was an amazing natural bodybuilder, like incredible. And I, I still am super proud to be his son, but I didn't, I, I was trying to do this thing that he was great at so that I could be great. And, and through the process, I was enjoying lifting weights and I, I obviously made it a lifestyle and I had this like sort of masochism of, 
pushing myself harder and harder. But the validation from it was was external and not internal. And when I did the show and I didn't do well, it crushed me. I, I thought that I would feel so great by doing the show that all everything would be different now. And you know the end of the story. It doesn't, right? Like nothing is going to validate me but myself. So um, because I was at Purdue and I was still at school, um, that summer I stayed back and I worked at the school um, in the nutrition department. And one, I didn't want to be hungry all the time. But two, I, I just I didn't want to do the bodybuilding thing because once again, I was feeling the resentment. But rather than leaving that, that's when powerlifting had really gotten big. And I had been following Lane Norton um, and, you know, a lot of people for a long time. Um, my, my degree was in biology, so I really enjoyed learning how to think about the body and um, really studying physiology and anatomy. So I was following, you know, these evidence-based, quote-unquote evidence-based um, fitness professionals, and, and so they were all getting into powerlifting at the time. So I was like, cool, I'll try that thing out. And I had prepped for a meet. Um, it ended up getting canceled, but what I had done through the process, I took my squat from like 275 to 450 in six months. Um, there's a lot there, you know, teaching myself how to squat and doing all that. Um, so I was like, wow, you know, I'm good at this squatting thing. <laughs> it's really fun. And I was really like loving the performance, but, um, I ran small off and, uh, while still deadlifting three times a week and benching four times a week, I left that did like a, I created my own DUP program because my hips just couldn't handle the, the increase in volume to small off right away. Uh, I remember waking up in the middle of the night, just cramping so much after that. But in any case, I really pushed it and I, I deadlifted 500. I think I was around like 185 pounds at the time. Um, and, and I enjoyed the performance aspect, but the thing about Purdue is that they had weightlifting platforms. So uh, and weightlifting bars, pen lay bars, and there were people who were snatching and cleaning jerking. And I was like, oh, that looks way cooler than what I'm doing right now. And no shade to powerlifting. I think it's a great sport. I still follow it. Um, but I just, just visually, weightlifting was so much cooler. And, um, you know, putting weights over your head. So I asked the, like, I already had weightlifting shoes, uh, my Romaleos, because I was powerlifting with them. And, and I had, you know, grown to talk to those people and I was already friends with them and they were always asking me, hey, you know, you should try this snatch thing. But I was like, I didn't want to blow out my shoulders. I had that irrational fear like everyone else. So one day uh, I did a clean and jerk and it was 185 pounds and people were like, oh my God, that's so good. What they failed to tell me was, oh my God, that is so good for your first time doing it, but now you have to continue doing that and improving your technique because you bent your elbows while you were jerking. And I had no idea. So once again, this this all came out to me like getting validation <laughs> once again for trying a sport and, you know, what I thought was succeeding at it. And, and it frustrated me that it didn't come so easily. And I brought up that I'm an all or nothing thinker. So I was like, if I'm going to do this, I better go all in because I need to do it. And I had this irrational notion that I was going to compete at the 2024 Olympics and like I needed to do everything I could. So graduation comes and goes and, and I had improved my technique and, you know, I really pushed it. 
But what started happening is I loved the technical aspect of the sport. Like it was like the better I got, the worse I felt about my technique. But it's because I was learning more about the technique. And yes, there were a lot of frustration. There was a lot of frustration that came, but I started really to get almost a um, craftsman mindset from it. Um, but but once again, I wasn't thinking of that at the time. It was hindsight. So there was a lot of like wanting to do this because I thought it was cool and I wanted the external validation of competing or being good at it, and that was driving me for a long time. So. Um, when I graduated college, I moved to Bloomington Normal, uh, Bloomington Normal, Illinois, and um, Brian Lahr of Bloomington Normal Barbell Club actually gave me a great opportunity. He was coaching me, and um, if you're in the central Illinois location, I can't say it enough. Go there. That's a great gym. I still have a lot of friends there. But he is a very good technician. He's got a great eye for weightlifting, and he showed me you know, really like how to improve those little things. And, you know, uh, at the time I was training like nine to 10 sessions a week, obviously not super conducive to a lifestyle or work, but I wanted to push myself. I was starting to really push like what it meant to love a sport. So I really am intrigued by the planning of this sport because powerlifting I felt like it came I don't want to say fast but like I just trained and then I got better weightlifting was not that way like if there's any powerlifters listening when you have a bad day in powerlifting that may mean you're not moving a weight as well in weightlifting, that might mean you can't even move weights that you're normally hitting. And that was so frustrating to me, but it intrigued me so much that it made me come back. And at the time, I had a great community. I was at that barbell club. It was my first time where people were competing. I did end up competing, and I loved it. Fell in love with the competition of weightlifting the, f- the first time I stepped on the platform. And that was when I had first like by doing the competition had first realized that I actually enjoyed the aspect of training for weightlifting. Um, I don't think it was as realized until I moved to Texas, but I fucking love competition and I still do. I love going to meets. I very much feel like a meat lifter and there's a lot to unpack there, but I love it. I love competing. I love the aspect. I love the training for weightlifting but that was the first time that I was like wow I'm not doing this for anybody else but myself the competing part of it and it didn't like wash away the external validation but that was when it started like chipping away where I was like oh this is like really cool and I want to be pushing myself in this aspect and really improve my technique and learn about planning um and, and that's where a lot of that was fostered because, you know, when when you have somebody watching you, watching your technique and helping you improve, that, that takes you a long way. And, you know, there, there was a lot, a lot to it, um, to the sport. So now, you know, I moved to Dallas um, and I reached out to Tom Witherspoon of Spoon Barbell. And, uh, you know, that was down in Richardson. So I was traveling there. Richard Fleming, 
um, who is an international coach. If you hadn't heard of him, you <laughs> you need to. He's a he coached Chad Vaughn to the Olympics, um, his first one, and um, well, I believe his second one as well. And Richard is hands down the most confident coach I've ever met. He and that's a good thing because he he is willing to admit when he's wrong. He's he's really good about um, telling you that he's practicing coaching. That's his favorite line. He always says, "Like medicine, I'm practicing coaching," and I I loved that about him. It was something where I I didn't feel like I was afraid to discuss my ideas. Um, it was a collaborative process, um, and fortunately, before I got to him, my technique was really developed, so there wasn't a ton of discussion on that, but he got me thinking about programming, and like, in a, in a way that I hadn't before, because he's not traditional, technically he is traditional, because he's been doing this since the 70s, but in the way that most people think of weightlifting now, he's not afraid to experiment or use things that actually don't have an exercise name or, or something. He's really out, like he will go outside of the box to accomplish his goal. And he's a, a very well-accomplished weightlifting coach and he's coached many people. And, um, but he's very, he, he's very well thought in his approach like if he put something in he's willing to tell you why it's there and it has a reason and that was what sparked me in the philosophy of weightlifting that that really started getting me to think of for myself and for the people that I coach you know what is it that we're trying to accomplish and how are we accomplishing that and are we actually accomplishing that and the discussions that I've had with him and and really pushing me to think about my lifting, I think that has skyrocketed my love for this even more. But the thing is, he is somebody who is great at building work capacity, and it's his training is not easy by any means. And, you know, there's a joke from, you know, a lot of his old athletes, like if you, <laughs> Richard knows how to build your squat, like if you need legs, he's your guy. And the the problem not the problem but the the hard part is you know like where it's it's tough for me is that I question too much sometimes like I will start doubting what other people program for me even though I may agree with them and so that caused me to take a step back um, when I was getting married and and really 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 reevaluate where weightlifting fits in my life and my identity as a weightlifter because for so long, well, I say so long, but for four years, all I cared about was weightlifting. Like weightlifting was this huge part of my life. I literally structured my job and my, my, you know, relationships and my friendships around the sport of weightlifting. And that may sound crazy because, you know, getting a job and all of that is important. And I'm not particularly that great of a weightlifter but I wanted this thing so bad and, and I am incredibly grateful that I did this, but something that's in, super important to Tom and Richard at the garage is that family is huge to them. And, and so they would always talk about that, like making sure that outside of the gym, it's not getting you too much worked up about weightlifting and that you need to make sure that you're enjoying your life outside of weightlifting and I just thought that they were just saying it or paying lip service to it but to them their families were everything 
And I, uh, I, I, I really just didn't do that until I had a, you know, identity crisis of when I was getting married of leaving the sport where it like making a new spot in my life for the sport. And, um, because my wife was more important and then we're about to have a child and that's going to be more important than weightlifting. But how do I fit that in? And that made me reevaluate. So that was actually the point where I left Richard and left Spoon Barbell because I couldn't travel there anymore. Um, it was, a, depending on traffic, it might be an hour drive to train there multiple times a week, and that's just not feasible. Um, but that, that really sparked me to start thinking about my own training and how do I feel about my philosophies because now I don't have anyone else to, I hate to put it this way, blame for my failures, right? Like if, if I'm programming for myself and for my athletes, I have to take responsibility for my own ideas. And that was now where the internal validation of the sport really came in because like I, I absolutely get nervous sharing ideas and absolutely get nervous about, am I going to progress or hit PRs in the future? But now I do it because I want to do it. And taking responsibility of my own training didn't come until I had left myself. Like left weightlifting for a little bit and left the ideas of others and really start to cultivate my own opinions about the sport. And sure, I still listen and I still have a lot to learn. Um, and I'm still reading up and communicating with coaches and testing my own ideas, but now it's my responsibility to improve myself and my athletes. And, you know, that, that came from learning from others and being wrong and a lot of hardship. But, you know, it, it took me a while to really see the intellectual aspects of the sport and, and just try to do it for myself and you know, one time I asked on Instagram, if you never hit a PR again, would you continue in this sport? And I was asking it because I wanted to see what others thought, but that I was literally asking myself that question. And the answer to that now, now that I've, you know, put weightlifting in a different part of my life is yes, I love it. I love teaching other people about it. I love discussing the ideas. I love being wrong about it. I love competing. I can't wait to compete again. I can't wait to, you know, bring more people into the sport and expose others and discuss ideas with them. But at one point in my life, I don't know that that would have been the answer. I think that if I was to be told, hey, you've hit all of your PRs in your life and you'll never do it again. Like, would you still compete? I'd probably say no. And that was because I was trying so hard to be a weightlifter than it, I was actually enjoying weightlifting. And that's huge for me. That I've learned a lot. Like I love the act of weightlifting. I love the act of contributing to weightlifting. The idea of being a weightlifter is one that I don't really entertain all that much because you know, I do believe that there are a lot of people in the sport that like the idea of being a weightlifter more than they actually like the act of weightlifting. And I was there. I wanted to impress others with this, these movements that I was doing with this amount of weight. But now, not that those ideas don't creep in sometimes, 
I think I have a much healthier relationship with the sport, one that is directly counter to what I was experiencing as a kid in my teen years. I love it. And if I can't do it, you know, because of a quarantine or a wedding or, you know, there's priorities, I actually miss it. I want to get back to it. I don't, I don't think, oh, I should be doing that. And yes, there's a lot of complexities to that. And there's a lot of depth to my emotions around it. But it really is a love, true, genuine love for the sport, for the intellectualness, the um, physical aspect, um, the sheer power of performing one of the movements. And I think that I had to have my complicated past of resenting weights and, and not being a good athlete to really make me want to improve myself and others with this sport. I heard Lyle McDonald say one time that we're all trying to just fix ourselves. And I think that's what drew me to this sport is that here was my chance to have a sport that I could think about and it actually improved my performance to be detailed and dive deep on concepts and really be a tech like focus on the technique of things and like great now I get to perfect myself and obviously that's a whole you know that's a rabbit hole there but now it it's a it's a way for me to it's an outlet for me to improve like physical aspects of my life to improve my life and and to just constantly be an athlete whatever that means and pursue athletics still so I know that was a lot and all over the place but once again it's just you know there was a lot that I probably left out and and had forgotten but going from resenting the sport like the the idea of lifting weights to truly loving it was not an easy process there was a lot of frustration that came with it and a lot of thing like soul searching if you will that really made me eventually love the act of lifting weights and sharing that with others and you know I, I hope that you 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 also have a similar love for the sport and really love the you know the intellectual parts the physical parts and and to share that with others so i think that about does it for today's episode So once again, thank you for listening to the Prometheus Strength Podcast. You can reach me at Zach.Powell on Instagram, and you can leave a rating and review on any platform that you listen to this podcast on. I'll see you next week.